0: No mai haere mai, kia tēne hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Kimo māu tōnō The Environment Minister has removed Rob Campbell as Chair of the EPA, the Environment Protection Authority, just two days after being sacked as Chair of Te Order. Our guest says it's a reminder that unemployment can often be just a social media post away. Also, one year today, since anti-mandate protests were cleared out, a 23-day occupation that ended in a flaming riot. What's changed uh, one year on? Census Day, that's coming up. Uh, how does filling out the form help researchers get a better picture of New Zealand? we talk about that. And police having to intervene in a protest at the Avondale Library, Auckland, where a library drag story time reading was held. That on the show, and I've got an issue. I can't decide what to play at four 30 four thirty. Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden won a Grammy on this day, or How Soon Is Now by the Smiths also released today in '85. So, Smiths or the Soundgarden, you decide. Text me two one zero one. Also, by the way, at the end of the show, we're talking apple varieties. A heritage orchard opened uh, to the public. I want to hear from anyone who still eats those those green ones. Uh, Granny Smiths, I think they're called. Who eats Granny Smiths? There's a hey, Rwani Pereira ora.
1: Absolutely, kia ora.
0: Hi. Into the microphone, Kiara.
1: Well, it's nice Smith. to be here. Yeah, uh,
0: live. How about that? Live. Face to face. Face to face. It's, it's Kanohi to Kanohi. It's a unique thing, isn't
1: it? <laughs> it's very weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, also with us, uh, David Farrow, pollster, Kiwi Blog editor, owns and manages Curia Market researcher whose clients. Uh, include the National Party. David, kia Good to have you here.
2: Great to be here.
0: And, by the way, I'm away tomorrow, Friday. Susie Ferguson will be taking over uh, for the day. Now, imagine getting whisked out of your residence home and putting on the leathers. That's right, and that's what happened to some Monticello residents channelling you in a bikey. Members of the Deep South chapter of the Patriots Defence Force Motorcycle Club visited Monticello Veterans Home and Hospital recently, offering rides on the V8 trike as well as rides on their own bikes. With us is the Patriots Defence Force Motorbike Club President Phil Harriott. G'day, Phil. G'day, how you doing? Good, how are you? This is a great story. How did the offer to residents come about?
3: Um, Well, yeah, every every member of our clubs, um, ex or currently serving military, and Monticello is a veteran's home. Uh, We went around for cups of teas and um, the residents sort of said, uh, or someone mentioned motorcycle rides, so we offered them up and they um, embraced the idea.
0: It's just so wonderful, isn't it? Uh, I I understand the eldest um, uh, bike or bikey, the person who sat on the back, was 100. What was the reaction from residents to the rides?
3: Um, Yeah, well, they they kind of expect that from Elsie. Yeah, she's 100, but she's got a lot of – she's quite adventurous. Um, She was was 94 when she was on the back of my motorbike last time, and since then she's been out for three or four rides on the um, V8 trike and, and loves it. Don't
1: you love this, Oh, Elsie is goals, eh? She's life goals. 100 years (laughs) old on the back of a bike, Phil. Like, honestly, had she, uh, have these uh, residents ever ridden a motorbike before, I was wondering? Uh,
3: Some some of the um, gentlemen there have, and they wouldn't get on the back. They wanted to ride the front, but we kind of wouldn't let them do that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, the the ladies are definitely all fizzed up about it and um, quite excited and and really enjoyed doing it. So it was a first for some of them, but... They, they may be getting on a bit, but they haven't lost their thirst for adventure, and uh, we're happy to supply it.
1: I love
2: it. Don't Isn't you, it David? Great? Yeah, oh. David Ferrer. Oh, dear. What, what a great story. Mm-hmm. 100 was, was the oldest. Um, I <laughs> guess the youngest would have been in their 70s or 80s. How, how long oh, has this
3: been going for? Oh, we, we've been doing this for about four or five years. I think the probably the youngest uh, lady on the back of a bike on Sunday was about 84, I think. <laughs> I mean,, <laughs> I, I wish you could actually
2: move this to like rest homes around the country. Yeah. I just think that's fantastic.
1: I mean, I've heard <laughs> of small children, I've heard of um, animals with old people, but this is the best. 100 year. Phil. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it makes it a little bit interesting. I, uh, I did actually have a 94-year-old that I said, you just have to throw your leg over, and she's like, I haven't done that for a long time. I was like, this is just a motorbike ride. but uh, So they definitely don't lose their sense of humour.
0: There you go. There's a quote for the panel, isn't it, <laughs> uh, there, Phil? Look, um, I guess this speaks to something a bit more – it speaks to both French but also community and actually being in touch with the the elderly in our community, right?
3: Yeah, yeah we do a wee bit of fundraising for sort of, um, I guess – veteran-related charities, and Monticello is one of those. And as the residents say, they'd prefer us to come along for a cup of tea and a chat than the money, but yeah, you know, we donate a bit of dough as well. So um, it is. It's, it's keeping engaged and, and keeping in touch with these people, and it's actually a real privilege for us to be able to do it. Yeah,
0: because that's one thing I have heard, Rewini, you know, sometimes, you know, actually from um, a couple of friends I ha- do have in rest homes that love it, but you can feel a bit... Tucked away from life, sometimes.
1: Absolutely, and I think they need to be integrated into the community. You know, yeah. again, it doesn't mean just because they're old they don't have these interests or aren't still have that sense of adventure and stuff absolutely. in their life. So good on you, Phil. Like that's yeah. awesome to, to do it.
0: And do you What's... get that? Sense? Do you get that sense, Phil, that there is there there is still that you know hunger for a bit of adventure?
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, but we we felt fantastic you know leaving on Sunday you know we, we ruined a few hairdos but we uh, certainly created a lot of grins and the, on the trike they don't wear a helmet because they're wearing seatbelts so um, yeah there's a few blue rinses that were standing on end but uh, a lot of smiles on faces afterwards.
1: Hate to be that guy but what's your insurance like?
3: Yeah oh yeah sorry I didn't get that question you didn't come through. <laughs>
1: Nothing to see here. Oh, Phil, you know, it.
0: you might sort of have to, um, if, if ever i back in Dunedin, you might have to. I've never been on a Harley.
1: I wouldn't go uh, on uh, one. I wouldn't yeah, go on I, one.
0: I wouldn't either, really, no. but you've got me interested. You know, could I one day when I get to 80, Phil, could you take me
3: for a ride? Well, it depends how old I am by then. You <laughs> might not want to, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll give anyone a ride. And, and I've never had anyone say they didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Now,
0: uh, before you go, tell us more about this bike club, the, the, Patriots, the Patriots Defence Force yep. Motorcycle Club. What's it about?
3: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, the Patriots, it started in 1993 across the ditch. A couple of sailors who enjoyed motorbikes decided they should have a shared interest in something to do. It came across the ditch in about 1998. Uh, we are now seven chapters nationwide in probably seven provincial areas. There's about 300 of us. Uh, To be a member, you have to be ex-Army, Navy, or Air Force, or even currently serving. So, um, yeah, we get together and um, socialise and tell lies and talk about the good old days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, Phil. Lovely to have your company, and um, we'll keep in touch, eh? Phil Herriot there, uh, the Patriots Defence Force Motorcycle Club. People are very... Torn uh, regarding these songs Wallace, this is a real dilemma I'm torn I'm a biggest Smiths fan overall But I love a sing-along to Black Hole Sun So play Black Hole Sun Wallace, Black Hole Sun is a truly great song But it has to be the Smiths every time I, give you, I, gave, I gave you a choice How Soon Is Now by the Smiths Or Black Hole Sun uh, I don't know. It's They're both equal, aren't they? <laughs> There's someone, the, the, one of the tech producers is yelling at me through the glass. Mate, I can't hear you. What's he saying? <laughs> oh, black hole son. <laughs> um, and regarding the old Grammy, Granny Smith, Leanne says, we have a Granny Smith apple tree in our garden. Every autumn we get buckets of apples. When ripe they're sweet, I bottle them with sugar and enjoy them over the year on our breakfast here. See, I thought no one ate Granny Smiths anymore. I'm sorry,
1: I might be a granny, but every time I go to the supermarket, there's way too many selections, either like a jazz or a granny smith. You can't go wrong. Very
0: good. All right, I've been thinking,
2: David Farrell, why don't you start? Yeah, what I've been thinking about Wallace is, I guess it's a mixture of how radical people can feel when they're threatened by change. And specifically what I'm referring to is in Israel there's been protests, and we're talking massive protests, 100,000 people, some of them have turned violent, against changes that have been made to um, their Supreme Court uh, uh, there. The thing which I have found interesting is, if I just read you a description of, of what this change will mean, it's that politicians will appoint the Supreme Court, it won't be able to overturn laws, there will be no formal constitution and no second chamber, and a parliamentary majority can override the court. Now, that's New Zealand. Hmm. And I just find that fascinating, that what we, because it's our status quo, absolutely accept as normal and no one is protesting about, and Israel, because it's not what they've had, you've got this... Being a major threat to democracy, as I said, it's the biggest protest they've seen in a generation. I think it tells us something about psychology that is not necessarily about what the change is, but the fact that there is change. People, I think, can be very resistant to change because they know the status quo.
1: Mm. Well, that's like me and the apples, right? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, David. So yeah, but yeah, but if, if that was David, a
0: change, what, no, was it, what, scary. Was it,
2: what was it before mm. in the Supreme Court, yes. Israel? The, well, the Supreme Court get, could strike down laws. And this isn't an unusual in countries where there is a written constitution because the court's then saying... This this doesn't comply with a written constitution, but Israel, like us, doesn't have a written constitution, Mm. and so the government's point of view is: yeah, parliament should decide what the supreme law is, or the people should, not the judges. Do they have their Uh, version of the treaty?
0: Do they have their version of the treaty of Waitangi?
2: No, they don't, but they have what they call, the Supreme Court has called some of the basic laws. Uh, we would regard this as the equivalent of our Bill of Rights Act, basically.
0: Oh, very interesting. All right, David, thanks for raising that. There's David Farah there. Yes, uh, Rwanda out I've Mine's not as thinking.
1: cerebral as um, David's, but an observation that I've made in recent months, I would say, um, are people that don't pull over for ambulances when they've got the full siren on, drivers. Uh, motorists and um, I've just noticed a lot of uh, people and it's I don't know if they're distracted I don't know if they're listening to music up loud I don't know if they're too busy but uh the ambulances can't get through, and it's actually a $150 fine I found out that if you don't um, actually fail to, like, give way. I didn't know that. Yeah, and they block up the traffic. And it's like you're one car. Like, literally, why can't you just pull over to the side? But people are just, you know, I've got to keep going. I've got to keep going. And I'm just like, that ambulance is going to an emergency of someone that might, you know, right. seconds might count.
0: Okay, now, this is observational. It's anecdotal, uh, tell of me, course. Tell, but tell I would like to hear yeah. from... Others, uh, where if you've noticed that, because I tell you what, there seems to be a, a, an amount of impatience on the road. Inconsiderate. Inconsiderate. Um, I hope I, I hope my family don't mind saying this story, but my wife and my um, little boy, Junior, was almost run over yesterday uh, on a crossing. The person didn't see it. The passenger saw. Uh, tab and little junior yeah. almost run over oh. and 24 hours later still shaking about the experience. Yeah,
1: that's terrifying. Terrifying. It,
0: the outcome could have been very different for us. That is at a crossing in Auckland.
1: Mm. Mm. Was that distracted, do you think? Were they on their phone? I don't know. Just talking. Just talking. Seconds counted, right? Like, yeah. That could have been a whole different yep. whole different ball yep. game. Uh so yes, your response, have have you noticed that, uh,
0: David Farrah and patients on the roads when it comes to the likes of ambulances uh, not being given the right of way?
2: Yeah, look, I, I'm one of the people the moment I hear the mm, siren, me too. even if it's not necessarily in my road, I slow down, I yeah. start to look, I look for where I can pull over. Often then I find it's not actually necessarily in my direction. Yeah. But I am a minority. In fact, often I've pulled over and people just keep going past. Yes. Um, yes. etc. So yeah, I didn't know there's a fine. It's just mm. like it's the right thing to do. Well,
0: know, I, I, police, I, I, I did ambulance. not I did not know on Thursday afternoon on the panel <laughs> that conversation about Granny Smiths would excite you. <laughs> frankly. Sound garden. I wasn't going to bother texting, but I eat Granny Smith's. <laughs> <laughs> the panel on RNZ National.